Section one of Nonsense Songs, Stories, Botany, and Alphabets by Edward Lear. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Adrian Pretzelis. Section one Nonsense Songs. The Owl and the Pussycat. The owl and the pussy-cat went to sea in a beautiful pea-green boat. They took some honey and plenty of money wrapped up in a five-pound note. The owl looked up to the stars above and sang to a small guitar, Oh, lovely pussy, oh, pussy, my love, what a beautiful pussy you are, you are, you are, what a beautiful pussy you are. Pussy said to the owl, you elegant fowl, how charmingly sweet you sing! Oh, let us be married, too long we have tarried, but what shall we do for a ring? They sailed away for a year and a day to the land where the bong-tree grows, and there in a wood a piggy-wig stood, with a ring at the end of his nose, his nose, his nose, with a ring at the end of his nose. Dear pig, are you willing to sell for one shilling your ring? said the piggy i will so they took it away and were married next day by the turkey who lives on the hill they dined upon mince and slices of quince which they ate with a runcible spoon and hand in hand on the edge of the sand they danced by the light of the moon the moon the moon they danced by the light of the moon the duck and the kangaroo said the duck to the kangaroo good gracious how you hop over the fields and the water too as if you never would stop my life is a bore in this nasty pond i long to go out in the world beyond i wish i could hop like you said the duck to the kangaroo please give me a ride on your back said the duck to the kangaroo i would sit quite still and say nothing but quack the whole of the long day through and we'd go the dee and the jelly bolee over the land and over the sea please take me a ride oh do said the duck to the kangaroo said the kangaroo to the duck this requires some little reflection perhaps on the whole it might bring me luck and there seems but one objection which is if you'll let me speak so bold your feet are unpleasantly wet and cold, and would probably give me the rue, Matiz, said the kangaroo. Said the duck, As I sat upon the rocks, I have thought that over completely, and I bought four pairs of worsted socks, which fit my web feet neatly. And to keep out the cold I have bought a cloak, and every day a cigar I'll smoke all to follow my own dear true love of a kangaroo said the kangaroo i'm ready all in the midnight pale but to balance me well dear duck sit steady and quite at the end of my tail so away they went with a hop and a bound and they hopped the whole world three times round and who so happy oh who as the duck and the kangaroo the daddy longlegs and the fly once mr daddy longlegs dressed in brown and grey 
walked about the sands upon a summer's day, and there among the pebbles, when the wind was rather cold, he met with Mr. Floppy Fly, all dressed in blue and gold. And as it was too soon to dine, they drank some periwinkle wine, and played an hour or two or more at battlecock and shuttledore. Said Mr. Daddy Longlegs to Mr. Floppy Fly, Why do you never come to court? I wish you'd tell me why. All gold and shine in dress so fine, you'd quite delight the court. Why do you never go at all? I really think you ought. And if you went, you'd see such sights, such rugs and jugs and candle-lights, and more than all the king and queen, one in red and one in green. Oh, Mr. Daddy Longlegs, said Mr. Floppy Fly, tis true I never go to court, and I will tell you why. If I had six long legs like yours, at once I'd go to court. But, oh, I can't, because my legs are so extremely short. And I'm afraid the king and queen, one in red and one in green, would say aloud, You are not fit, you fly, to come to court a bit. Oh, Mr. Daddy Longlegs, said Mr. Floppy Fly, I wish you'd sing one little song, one mumbian melody. You used to sing so awfully well in former days gone by but now you never sing at all. I wish you'd tell me why, for if you would, the silvery sounds would please the shrimps and cockles round, and all the crabs would gladly come to hear you sing a hum-de-dum." Said Mr. Daddy Longlegs, I can never sing again, and if you wish I'll tell you why, although it gives me pain. For years I cannot hum a bit, or sing the smallest song. And this the dreadful reason is, my legs are grown too long. My six long legs all here and there oppress my bosom with despair. Or if I stand or lie or sit, I cannot sing one single bit. So Mr. Daddy Longlegs and Mr. Floppy Fly sat down in silence by the sea and gazed upon the sky. They said, this is a dreadful thing. The world has all gone wrong. Since one has legs too short by half, the other much too long. One never more can go to court, because his legs have grown too short. The other cannot sing a song, because his legs have grown too long. Then Mr. Daddy Longlegs and Mr. Floppy Fly rushed downward to the foamy sea with one spongetaneous cry, and there they found a little boat, whose sails were pink and grey, and off they sailed among the waves, far and far away. They sailed across the silent main, and reached the great Grombrulian plain, and there they play for evermore at Battlecock and Shuttledore. The Jumblies they went to sea in a sieve, they did, in a sieve they went to sea. In spite of all their friends could say on a winter's morn on a stormy day, in a sieve they went to sea. And when the sieve turned round and round, and every one cried, You'll all be drowned, they called aloud, Our sieve ain't big, but we don't care a button, 
we don't care a fig in a sieve we'll go to sea far and few far and few are the lands where the jumblies live their heads are green and their hands are blue and they went to sea in a sieve they sailed away in a sieve they did in a sieve they sailed so fast with only a beautiful pea-green veil tied with a ribbon by way of a sail to a small tobacco-pipe mast and every one said who saw them go oh won't they be soon upset you know for the sky is dark and the voyage is long and happen what may it's extremely wrong in a sieve to sail so fast far and few far and few are the lands where the jumblies live their heads are green and their hands are blue and they went to sea in a sieve the water it soon came in it did the water it soon came in so to keep them dry they wrapped their feet in a pinky paper all folded neat and they fastened it down with a pin and they passed the night in a crockery jar and each of them said how wise we are although the sky be dark and the voyage be long yet we never can think we were rash or wrong while round and round in our sieve we spin far and few far and few are the lands where the jumblies live their heads are green and their hands are blue and they went to sea in a sieve and all night long they sailed away and when the sun went down they whispered and warbled a moony song to the echoing sound of a coppery gong in the shade of the mountains brown oh timbaloo how happy we are when we live in a sieve and a crockery jar and all night long in the moonlight pale we sail away with a pea-green sail in the shade of the mountains brown far and few far and few are the lands where the jumblies live their heads are green and their hands are blue and they went to sea in a sieve they sailed to the western sea they did to a land all covered with trees and they bought an owl and a useful cart and a pound of rice and a cranberry tart and a hive of silvery bees and they bought a pig and some green jackdaws and a lovely monkey with lollipop paws and forty bottles of ringboree and no end of stilton cheese far and few far and few are the lands where the jumblies live their heads are green and their hands are blue and they went to sea in a sieve and in twenty years they all came back in twenty years or more and every one said how tall they've grown for they've been to the lakes and the torrible zone and the hills of the chankley bore and they drank their health and gave them a feast of dumplings made of beautiful yeast and every one said if we only live we too will go to sea in a sieve to the hills of the chunkley bore far and few far and few are the lands where the jumblies live their heads are green and their hands are blue and they went to sea in a sieve the nutcrackers and the sugar tongs the nutcrackers sat by a plate on the table the sugar tongs sat by a plate at his side and the nutcrackers said don't you wish we were able along the blue hills and green meadows to ride must we drag on this stupid existence forever so idle and weary so full of remorse while every one else takes his pleasure and never seems happy unless he is riding a horse don't you think we could ride without being instructed without saddle or bridle or spur our legs are so long and so aptly constructed 
I'm sure that an accident could not occur. Let us all of a sudden hop down from the table, and hustle downstairs, and each jump on a horse. Shall we try? Shall we go? Do you think we are able?" The sugar-tongs answered distinctly, "'Of course!' So down the long staircase they hopped in a minute. The sugar-tongs snapped, and the crackers said, "'Crack!' The table was open, the horses were in it, each took out a pony and jumped on his back. The cat, in a fright, scrambled out of the doorway, the mice tumbled out of a bundle of hay, the brown and white rats, and the black ones from Norway, screamed out, "'They are taking the horses away!' The whole of the household was filled with excitement. The cups and the saucers danced madly about, the plates and the dishes looked out of the casement, the salt-cellar stood on his head with a shout. The spoons with a clatter looked out of the lattice, the mustard-pot climbed up the gooseberry-pies, the soup-ladle peeped through a heap of veal-patties, and squeaked with a ladle-like scream of surprise. The frying-pan said, "'It's an awful delusion!' The tea-kettle hissed and grew black in the face, and they all rushed downstairs in the wildest confusion to see the great nutcracker sugar-tong race and out of the stables with screamings and laughter—their ponies were cream-coloured, speckled with brown—the nutcrackers first, and the sugar-tongs after, rode all round the yard, and then all round the town. They rode through the street, and they rode by the station, they galloped away to the beautiful shore, in silence they rode, and made no observation save this—we will never go back any more. And still you might hear, till they rode out of hearing, the sugar-tongs snap, and the crackers say crack, till, far in the distance, their forms disappearing, they faded away, and they never came back. Calico Pie Calico Pie, the little birds fly down to the calico tree. Their wings were blue, and they sang Tilly-loo, till away they flew, and they never came back to me. They never came back, they never came back, they never came back to me. Calico Jam, the little fish swam over the syllabub sea. He took off his hat to the sole and the sprat, and the willoughby wat, but he never came back to me. He never came back, he never came back, he never came back to me. Calico Ban, the little mice ran to be ready in time for tea. Flippity-flup, they drank it all up and danced in the cup, but they never came back to me. They never came back, they never came back, they never came back to me. Calico drum, the grasshoppers come, the butterfly, beetle, and bee, over the ground, around and around, with a hop and a bound, but they never came back, they never came back, they never came back to me. Mr. and Mrs. Spicky Sparrow on a little piece of wood Mr. Spicky Sparrow stood. Mrs. Sparrow sat close by, a-making of an insect pie for her little children five, in the nest and all alive, singing with a cheerful smile to amuse them all the while, Twicky-wicky-wicky-wee, wicky-bicky-twicky-tee, spicky-bicky-bee. Mrs. Spicky Sparrow said, Spicky, darling, in my head Many thoughts of trouble come, like to flies upon a plum. All last night among the trees I heard you cough, I heard you sneeze, and thought I, 
it's come to that, because he does not wear a hat. Chippy whippy sticky tea, bicky wicky ticky me, spicky chippy wee. Not that you are growing old, but the nights are growing cold. No one stays out all night long without a hat. I'm sure it's wrong. Mr. Spicky said, How kind, dear, you are to speak your mind. All your life I wish you luck. You are, you are a lovely duck. Witchy, witchy, witchy wee, twitchy, witchy, witchy bee, ticky, ticky, tee. I was also sad and thinking when one day I saw you winking, and I heard you sniffle, snuffle, and I saw your feathers ruffle. To myself I sadly said, She's neuralgia in her head. That dear head has nothing on it. Ought she not to wear a bonnet? Witchy, kitchy, kitchy, wee, spicky, wicky, mickey, bee, chippy, whippy, chee. Let us both fly up to town. There I'll buy you such a gown which, completely in the fashion, you shall tie a sky-blue sash on, and a pair of slippers neat to fit your darling little feet, so that you will look and feel quite galubious and genteel. Jicky-wicky-bicky-see, chicky-bicky-wicky-bee, twicky-witchy-wee. So they both to London went alighting on the monument, whence they flew down swiftly, pop, into Moses' wholesale shop. There they bought a hat and bonnet, and a gown with spots upon it, a satin sash of clocks and blue, and a pair of slippers, too. Zicky-wicky-micky-bee, witchy-witchy-michy-key, sicky-ticky-wee. Then, when so completely dressed, back they flew and reached their nest, their children cried, Oh, Ma and Pa, how truly beautiful you are! Said they, We trust that cold or pain we shall never feel again. While perched on tree or house or steeple, we now shall look like other people. Witchy, 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 wee, twicky, micky, bicky, bee, zicky, sicky, tea. The broom, the shovel, the poker and the tongs. The broom and the shovel, the poker and tongs, they all took a drive in the park, and they sang a song, ding-a-dong, ding-a-dong, before they went back in the dark. Mr. Poker, he sat quite upright in the coach. Mrs. Tongs made a clatter and clash. Miss Shovel was dressed all in black with a brooch. Mrs. Broom was in blue with a sash. Ding-a-dong, ding-a-dong, and they all sang a song. Oh, shovely, so lovely, the poker he sang, you have perfectly conquered my heart. Ding-a-dong, ding-a-dong, if you're pleased with my song, I will feed you with cold apple tart. When you scrape up the coals with a delicate sound, you enrapture my life with delight. Your nose is so shiny, your head is so round, and your shape is so slender and bright. Ding-a-dong, ding-a-dong, ain't you pleased with my song? Alas, Mrs. Broom, sighed the tongs in his song, oh, is it because I'm so thin, and my legs are so long, ding-a-dong, ding-a-dong, that you don't care about me a pin? Oh, fairest of creatures, when sweeping the room, oh, why don't you heed my complaint? 
must you needs be so cruel you beautiful broom because you are covered with paint ding-a-dong ding-a-dong you are certainly wrong mrs broom and miss shovel together they sang what nonsense you're singing to-day said the shovel i'll certainly hit you a bang said the broom and i'll sweep you away so the coachman drove homewards as fast as he could perceiving their anger with pain but they put on the kettle and little by little they all became happy again ding-a-dong ding-a-dong there's an end of my song the table and the chair said the table to the chair you can hardly be aware how i suffer from the heat and from chilblains on my feet if we took a little walk we might have a little talk pray let us take the air said the table to the chair said the chair unto the table now you know we are not able how foolishly you talk when you know we cannot walk said the table with a sigh it can do no harm to try i've as many legs as you why can't we walk on too so they both went slowly down and walked about the town with a cheerful bumpy sound as they toddled round and round and everybody cried as they hastened to their side see the table and the chair have come out to take the air but on going down an alley to a castle in the valley they completely lost their way and wandered all the day till to see them safely back they paid a ducky quack and a beetle and a mouse who took them to their house then they whispered to each other oh delightful little brother what a lovely walk we've taken let us dine on beans and bacon so the ducky and the little brownie mousie and the beetle dined and danced upon their heads till they toddled to their beds end of section one